0: Or it's, or it's a little, or it's a little loose, you know what I mean? So um, like for for me, it was kind of like, you know, there was this middle section where it was kind of like, you know, uh where my mom passed. And then when she when she died, I had that was my anchor. That was my rock. So it was more or less like when she when she left the earth, and I was kind of like, okay, for sure. So I, I that was my conversation with God then, had so many questions. So many questions of like, you know, the whys, you know, I should have done this. Why am I overseas right now while, you know, doing music and pursuing the dream when, you know, my mom was over, you know, back home and she's sick and all this kind of stuff. Because the whole whole vision in the day is like, you know, you want to buy your mom a house, buy your dad a house, family, you know what I'm saying? You want to make sure they're taken care of. That's the whole ultimate mindset. But it's like why you're pursuing that and then. You know, you're not really sure, but you know what's happening at home and you don't really know that she's sick. You know, she, cause you're not letting you know. She's not telling you, no, I'm sick. She don't want you to worry. You know, that's her whole thing being mama bear. But then, whenever, uh, then when she, when she passed, it was more like that. That's where all the questions came. It's like, okay. And then that's where I told God, I was like, I said, well, you know, you're going to have to show me that you're real now. Like, now I, I got to really find out if you are real. Cause if you're real, then I'm going to, you got to reveal yourself to me because I'm going down deep into the gutter. <laughs> it was a choice. You know what I mean? It was a choice to where it's like, you know, you're just going to just jump off that cliff and free fall, but not for anything positive, you know, just for all the negative things in life. And if if God is real, he's going to pull me out of that situation and he's going to, um, um, I'll be a testimony at the end. You know what I mean? So But at the same time, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about all the anger, frustration, you know, I'm just like, whatever. I I put myself in this the darkest places I ever could, you know. And then, um, and that's whenever, uh, I I, I just, it was a place where I got so deep and so lost and so gone that I mean, I couldn't even play the piano, bro. Like I was, I played like, um, my my parents were pastors uh, growing up or so. Um I played in church, you know what I'm saying always uh, produced like multiple albums, countless albums, things like that produced countless artists overseas here in the states um, but uh, I literally would put my hands on the keys, bro, and nothing would come out like it just wouldn't flow. I couldn't get anything out like nothing would come in. I'm just playing random it just it was terrible, you know it was it, it was like a a broken um it was a broken piece of me, frag fragmented. You know what I'm saying, to where it's like uh, I, I was lost, I was gone, I had nothing else to give. And um, so uh, it was a place where um, uh, that's whenever I met my my wife now, and where she, uh, she came into my life. You know, we met over in Beijing, China, as a matter of fact. And wow. so uh, we were both gig- big out, gigging out there. She's Canadian. It's funny because we have a joke. It's like she's Canadian. I met a Canadian over in Beijing. <laughs> you know? but, not, um, not
1: in Canada, met in Beijing.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, met her and like her and her mom are just like prayer warriors, bro. They're just mm-hmm. like, you know, they saw me in a spot and they were relentless about, hey, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you out of here. And that's where, you know, uh, I realized that's where God was putting his hand down and coming down and be like, all right, well, I'm going to show you that I'm real, you know? But that the thing is, is like the fact. Whenever you're trying to come out of, out of that gutter, the thing is, it's uh, man, it's a challenge because you have to mentally prepare for for action <laughs> before all the gifts that you had. Everything, it was easy. It it, it was just it was given, It's like here you go, go boy, go boy, go boy, go boy. You know, but whenever you have to literally fight for that that dream or that passion or whatever you have it's like this stuff right here is like oh man i got started from scratch and so you you get frustrated because you remember how you used to play and how you used to you know just be able to be creative and in your element in your zone but then now it's like you're like back to square one you know and then all this kind of stuff and so um but The process of moving through, like, uh, of just not having any type of, uh, feel or any flow for the music to where I am now. To where it's like, you know, finally being like, you know, okay, God, just if you give it to me, I'm just gonna play it. (laughs) Because that's that's the answer now. You know what I mean? Because now I I realize that, yeah. So you can, can can I
1: safely interpret that? you're using God's energy to play your frequencies and you're using it's all everything that's coming out is like you said, the heart connected with God and is like, whatever comes out from there.
0: Yeah. And, and, and even that, I'm glad you actually um, expressed it like that because uh, um, even now it's still, it's still tough because the fact of like, um, myself steps in some kind of way. And I'm always like trying to, like, <laughs> you know, myself comes in and I have to like, okay, you know, regroup and go back and be okay, that's that's what it is. You know, that's what you gave me, present it, boom, you know, because myself will come in super fast and it's like, yo, you got to shut yourself down, let God flow. And that whole process of just allowing God to move, like just without question, is a, is a daily, daily task. <laughs>
1: it's a challenge, there man, a challenge. because uh, yeah. I think I mean, and first of all, let me just before going on and with this discourse and this beautiful talk that we're having, this infinite talk with, let me introduce our guest today. And I always start my my show like this: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. Today is March sixteenth, two thousand twenty-three, and I have a beautiful, beautiful guest here by the name of. Mr. Mariner. I don't know your real name, my brother. I don't know if you want to share it, but you're your Hey man, name,
0: absolutely. Henry Mariner. That's it. Henry a third Generation.
1: Oh, he's a third. That's true. I actually did know that, but I just wanted you to say it. Henry Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I good, remember that. Yeah. I remember the name, but no. Um, dude, like I've been trying to get this guy on the on the show for a while. I saw him. Um first video that I saw from you, you had this one song and you were with in the studio with another guy. And you guys were jamming out, you was like, hey, girl. <laughs> and I was like, why you want
0: to first invite
1: Yeah. And, it, and so I heard that tune and it, it took me back to like when I was in 87. It took me back to 87, like 88, 87. And I was yeah. like, who was who this? You know, so I checked it and I was like, <laughs> and it was you in the studio. And I heard that song like maybe like a good five times in a row. And I was like jamming out, right? And um, my son was like, what are you doing? And so I shit, look, look, check this out. Like, this guy, like, I have I told my my daughter, actually, I was like, look, check this out. Like, I haven't seen anybody produce something like this, like, now. You know, it's like, if you sure. kind of like, do you know about the Strokes? Like, the Strokes, right? They play music. Yeah, yeah. They uh-huh. sound retro. And I love yeah, yeah. that. So when I heard you, I was like, wait, this is like that genre that I, we used to jam out back in the 80s, but he's doing it right now. And then so I, check, I checked out your page and like, you were just dropping so much like beautiful frequencies, bro. Like singing, like these lyrics that are so impactful. And maybe a lot of people don't resonate with the lyrics, but because they sure. might not be in the right frequency. Right.
0: And that's, and that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I think
1: everybody is able to interpret it at one point or another. And some, like I would say, like, you might hear the same message. as like a hundred million people, but maybe to you actually makes sense. And for those other people, It'll take a while, like throughout time, right? Like, we're like, oh my God, I actually now understand that download.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Mr. Mariner, man, I've been trying to get him. I, I preach to you, but, like, Mr. Mariner, man, he's gonna be on me. He'll be on. So, <laughs> finally, the day's here. And then, on a beautiful day, sunny day here in Laredo, I don't know how you're doing over there and in Arizona, you said, right? Oh,
0: man, it's beautiful. It's 75 degrees outside, man.
1: Beautiful. Sunny and beautiful. <laughs> so, and so we're talking about his experience. He kind of gave us a little bit on this, you know, something that happened that's very difficult to talk about. And I'm thank you for sharing that and being transparent Absolutely. about it and rest in peace to your mama. I know she's always with you, man. I, we talk about oh, that. Facts, here,
0: man. Man. Yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're at a good place now, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's now. Sure,
1: like yeah. years you know, pass by and you deal with the, with the actual pain, but you're able also to understand, like you put yourself in God's place. Like, Hey, uh, God, um, you know, show me that you're here, you know, and God will say, it'll be there and you just got to be ready for that frequency. And when right, you say, yeah. you're like, oh my God, that's actually God talking to you. Yeah. That's God's energy. Yeah. And, uh, like we were saying right now, man, just going back to like the last thing you talked about was like reconnecting, you know, to the, to be able to produce something and like losing track of that passion. and yeah. then, Going through the journey of like meeting your wife and kind of like, it's weird. But when you meet your person, right, your 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 significant other, it takes a while before you get settled into your routine of like, okay, this is the the me of the new version of myself. And because it's not not only you, but it's also the unit in your family, you know. So I guess when you're in your new unit of family, you get new energy, new thoughts, new inspiration, new um. Motivation and then and also God's energy with you in the family. So, I'm pretty sure within that time you start learning to to acquire more of that passion that you had before, but now in a new direction where like you're using because when you're 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 singing your lyrics are those like freestyle or you're actually writing these? Because
0: they're, like, yeah, yeah, like, they're all freestyles, man. Yeah, they're they're freestyles. I was sure. gonna
1: say because when you're singing, I feel that that's not a written. And I and like because yeah. I, I used to, I, and I can relate a bit, a little bit to you. I'm not a great a musician like you, but I, at one point I wanted to be an, an engineer and a music producer.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So I have a good ear, right? Like somewhat of a good ear.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah.
1: So I can tell when like something's written, it sounds very yeah. basic, and then when something comes out of the heart. So when yeah. I hear your lyrics and like, like
0: I don't think he wrote that. I
1: think I, like in my mind, subconsciously, I'm thinking this.
0: Well, first of all, man, if it, if it thankful that, uh, that, it, that it reached you, you know, and also it, it did, it did resonate some kind of way, there, you know, um, but yeah, the, a lot of the tunes, they just, uh, um, like I said before, I, I just, I, I try to be just a, a channel from God, if, if possible, in my best possible way, <laughs> you know, and um, at the same time, like, um uh, I, I love the um, uh, the feeling of just flow, um, you know. And whenever you, know, you release some music, like for me, it's uh, it's a it's a passion, but it's also like a uh, it's a release, you know. Um, so a lot of the music that I do create, I've always wanted to do like movie scores. So if you see some of my uh, my newer stuff, I'm doing like um, a lot of like anthems, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking about like superhero films and things I... like that, you know. I just <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. (laughs) I don't know if
1: exactly, bro. I don't know if you noticed, but I've I've probably saved a lot of your scores. I'm a scores guy. If you go, if you listen to my podcast and go way back, you notice that I love scores, man. That's one of my things going up. If the score is good, it just makes the movie more epic. You know, like yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like I love my Terminator movie. That that's the only reason I love it because the the score to the Terminator Part One is just amazing. You know, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. So, I don't know who, who did that one, by the way, but yeah, but yeah, it's a great score, great score. I think my I think, favorite I, one is uh, Back to the Future, uh, Alan Silvestri. You know, wow. Da, 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 yeah, that's that, just that? that's the best score of all time to me, man. I, man, yeah, <laughs> and, and all those
1: movies I came out in '84. Yeah, probably man. the same frequency, in those people, man, they all had the like the same sound scores and stuff like that because. And what you're playing, it gives me that like those vibes, and I like so I save, I save all your your scores. That's I'm fantastic. playing the sounds bro. And I'm like I'm gonna use them at a later time for like videos that I make.
0: That's awesome, hundred percent, brother. I appreciate. I'm glad you appreciate it.
1: Oh, yeah, Great. man. So so you've been a producer for a while, right? You you've been producing music, and you learned how to play music in the in at church, right, with your parents and and the the band. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I played by started playing by ear, man. But um, I was producing what i was first in high school man but i was like uh i don't look like it but um just turned 42 this year you know what i'm saying so yeah absolutely but uh you, like, look, uh you look you
1: look like a good 30 30 maybe like 33 hey
0: man you know i got i got the good those good jeans, back on crack you know what i mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey bro i just i just got that comment earlier today i was at the doctor and he's like you don't look like you're 44 i'm 44 my g so i was like He's Absolutely, hundred percent. And he's like, she. She actually, she said, uh, "Is it? She said it's genetics, right?" I was like, "Yeah, my mom and dad—they look super yeah. young, man. <laughs>
0: they got good genes, man. Hundred percent. Keep it tight, you know? Yes,
1: sir. So but, then, um, then, what happened?
0: Yeah. So uh, producing, and I started producing around um, uh, high school. I started a record label, Night Prowler Records. So uh, as you can see, this right here, this is a, this is my clothing brand. It's a Night Prowler Apparel, um, but um. I, Tell you about that later, but oh, man, was a night crawler records where I, where there, I started imagine. with, and then um, um, but then I had about 12 artists on my label, and then we um, did a few albums out in Louisiana, Streetport, Louisiana, as a matter of fact, so shout out back home, um, and then um, after that, I left Louisiana and I went and moved to Arizona at the time I was still working in the casino industry, and so. Uh, transferred from there over to Arizona and started working with a couple DJs out this way. And then I got an opportunity to, that's where I went to a sound engineering school as well, at uh, the conservatory out uh, in Arizona. And then um, I left uh, the conservatory and I left to go overseas for about seven years. So I was in Asia performing out there and uh, also recording some um, some albums out there for about seven years, man. And that's wow. where um, I was performing. I didn't want to perform. I wanted to actually... Uh, produced the entire time i felt like i would just get in the front to kind of learn the craft and i was awkward man it was it was terrible the first year <laughs> what do you <laughs> I mean like, I wasn't, like a, to... I wasn't a front man you know oh, I, was okay. a, I was a behind the scenes guy you know i always wanted to be behind the scenes i never wanted to be in the front i'll make the i'll make the track you know what i mean you know yeah i'll play the keys in the back behind you but i never wanted to be in the front so this gig that um um I got the opportunity to do was for like a seven piece band and I was gonna be in the front. And so I uh I did like a little demo tape, which was terrible. It was like some old <laughs> school tracks, like some um uh lean on me. It was like some um uh, what Petty and, and then we had a, a Teddy Pendergrass. what else were we had? We had some Marvin Gaye. and then we had um I think like some um some P. Diddy joints. It was it was like all top top 40 at the time, you know? Yeah. And then um, um, uh, the first gig we did was in Singapore, and then uh, like a New Year's gig, and uh, I was nervous as hell. And then um, the um, the gig went went by good because it was like a, a big crowd, big audience. We were in the, um, the Grand Hyatt out there, and then um, it was my song to go up, and I forgot the first line of the lyrics, bro. And I was like, ah. so I was telling the band, I was like, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> so they played the vamp, you know, they played the vamp like for like eight bars <laughs> <laughs> I just kept I just put it on loop and then finally the lyrics came back to me And I didn't Then you know it was magic after that but then we did like a couple of nights there then we went to Beijing after that and then did a four-month gig there um I still felt awkward I wasn't like in my my element because I wanted to be behind the scenes so that first whole first year on the road was just it was tough it was hard for me because i did i was i was out of pocket the entire time you so know it's
1: man? like the opportunity was there for you but not the one that you kind of clearly want a lot of people have the other 100%. Way, right? a, lot exactly. have, a lot of people a lot of people want to be the front man and they don't want to be the back and the guy at first you're like i don't want to be the guy in the back i want to be the front man.
0: right exactly hundred percent. That, that was never my my, my thing so uh it was, we went to beijing with the and then we, I came back home for about a month, and we went to Singapore again, mm-hmm. and then um, that's when the end of uh, I think December of uh, I think that was 2010, I think it was, and then um, I started to get a little, a little feel for, from because I had to accept it at that point in time. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, let me just. We jump into this role, so I started doing a little homework. I started looking at Michael Jackson's performances, you know. I started looking at uh, Elvis's performances, you know, how they carried their their self on stage and their, you know, body language, um, uh, their approach to the song, you know. Um, and then um, even Prince, of course. But and then in January of 2011, we we're in Seoul, Korea, and then uh, I remember being on stage. Um I forgot which song it was, but I was was in the front and then everything just clicked just like that. It was more or less like uh I felt like I had the audience in my hand at any given moment, you know. It was like if I reached over this way, I knew exactly who to talk to, the exact moment of the song, to grab them in, and then everything would flow, then move to the next side and then to the audience to the front, and then it just became like an orchestra type of a deal, man. And like it just clicked from there, and after that.
1: That was it. <laughs> Bro, uh, can I ask you a question? And that, uh, a couple sure. of questions from that little beautiful scenery you gave us, imagery. Um, so, because I, I, I've seen when people have the grasp of an audience and me in a different light, I, I do presentations. And when I have the, have the, the largest I've done was like 385 people.
0: Absolutely, but, nice.
1: But that day uh, I was talking to the, to the crowd and I was d- doing my spiel for the company that I work for. And I had the crowd's attention and I was like able to, you know, have a good cadence, but I'm I'm pretty sure you were doing thousands of people or hundreds of people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so can I ask you this question? Do you feel, or do you think at that point you understand like frequency at a higher level, like in a subconscious level where you can feel the crowd's energy and you kind of like your body just goes in autopilot? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think, um, and, I try to tell like a lot of people, like when when you're in front of the stage or doing whatever. um, For me, what worked for me was I focused on one person. You know, there was like one person there. I grabbed them. I grabbed their attention. It was only me and them in the room. You know, that was it. I didn't focus on the other people. It was just that one person in the front. It was just our concert. You know, once I did that, and and then they relaxed and I relaxed a little bit.
1: Everyone else saw. Yeah. It was game over. Like I got it.
0: Everyone else it. <laughs> it. Yeah. and everyone I, just jumped into the party, man. You know, everyone just want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. that. Yeah. Part of that. <laughs> Absolutely, and everyone just followed suit, man. And that was like the that was a a beautiful moment because that entire first year was just like so. It was rough. It was it was tough, man. You know, because I it was out of my element. I was like a fish out of water. But then after that, it was like okay, I can get a taste of this, you know, front man life, so to speak. Yeah, so. After and that, it was a wrap, though. And, and you can tell, like, from
1: the videos that you, when you're actually singing and moving and dancing, especially that one video that caught my first, the first video that I told you about, you had that vibe. You had that vibe on that song. The yeah. live
0: the yeah. live vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred
1: yeah, yeah. percent. I was like, I like, there's something about that movement and, like, the singing and everything it just captured your attention. So I'm pretty sure that's what you're talking about. Like, it's stage presence. Stage presence, you know, absolutely. Having stage presence, knowing how to move. I know Tupac was really good at that. Tupac had oh, the so. stage persona, you know, like he would just, yeah. move I think he probably studied the greats. Cause if you know, lo- if you study Tupac's trajectory at one point, he was a, in a performing arts. So I'm pretty sure at one point he had that yeah, yeah. download. And in your case, you had to study the greats. You studied Michael Jackson, you studied Elvis Presley, you studied, yeah, yeah. you know, some other artists that probably had same, you know, stage presence. And then you just like carried it and catered it to your own style. And I think that everybody can learn like to do some of that, but I, they have to get, like you said, you have to get out of your shell and like, and sure. like, you, you see a lot of artists out there, man. Like they're a different person when they're like one-on-one with you, but then they go on stage. It's like, boom, they turn the switch on and like there's somebody else. So I'm pretty sure yeah, that happened. That's, 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 that's kind of like,
0: it's kind of like me, man, as well. Like, uh, like on stage, it's like, it's your diff- it's your personality. Like uh, it's just, it's an alter ego so to speak you know it's like um, your performance self is it's a bit of you you know but it's uh it's amplified a little bit because you can be creative in in different ways you know um with your stage presence versus like you know I'm saying the like day to day life you know it's just mm-hmm. you're still the same person but it's the it's like you you conduct it differently you know yeah in and
1: and if you think about it like when you get to that mode i think it's like hyper focus mode and you're like you're it's kind of like an adrenaline rush as well I, like, when people who play sports, I think they can, um, you know, sympathize with that feeling when they go into, like, you know, I'm going to just go beast mode and every nobody exists but me in the court. Like, I, I reflect on basketball Bro. and
0: football. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, just, absolutely. like, hyper-focused.
1: The shot is, like, I don't care who's in front of me. It's the the hands on my face. They're hitting me and everything. But that that ball's going in.
0: Locked in. Yeah. Absolutely. You're locked in, gotcha. right? So, it's like locked the
1: same uh, mental state at that point. And if you're yeah. able to carry that over into whatever you do in life. You can get yes. to that point, but you have to be hyper-focused. Yeah. You have to be balanced. You have to do, you know, do yeah. your homework and then know yeah. your stuff. And then you can get to that point.
0: Absolutely. You got to be riding that frequency, man. Exactly. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Man. So, so you, when you
1: were in Shriverport in Louisiana, you were, you were producing 12 artists in your own record label. And you, how yeah, old were and you, I you're pr- like, Records.
0: At the time, when I was uh, 21. Yeah. 21, 22. Yeah.
1: How was, how was that and, journey uh, for you, like in the spiritual sense? Because I know that it can be very tricky when you're in your young 20s, speaking from like my own experience. And I can, I want to see what was your spiritual connection with God at that point. Or when you were in that situation, it was just kind of like you were just on the go, not really thinking about anything else.
0: Man, honestly, at the At that particular time, that's interesting because like, um, I feel uh, at that time I was, uh, I was connected with God, but at the same time it was autopilot, you know, like I didn't, I didn't overthink anything, you know, it was like me, I knew me and God had a relationship, even though I was I mean, I was a little tiny tear. I was a PK, man. So, you know, I was, I was pretty bad. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? As far as like my, my only thing was just more or less like my my sexual desires was a like really thing for me. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, it was like um, um, uh, I was connected with God uh, the entire time. It was just um, um, I just moved, you know. I just it was no there was no restraint. You know, and sort of speaking, yeah. my parents, um, even though they were pastors, um, they just just let me go. You know, they were cool than, with
1: it. You know. Like, all right, you're gonna yeah, do yeah. that.
0: There as was as... um, there's a couple of uh, um, a couple of moments in there where, uh, you know, the 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 concept or the ideas about like you know playing or producing secular music, uh, versus you know. Uh, Christian gospel music, mm-hmm. and there was this type of a conversation. I never really felt that that balance um, because of the fact of, um, I felt that uh, music was universal. It was a universal language. Uh, even though we did like, you know, some secular songs and we talked about, you know, uh, normal normal conversations, but you couldn't find those conversations in the gospel music, gospel realm. That was always my, 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 uh, my fight or my conversation, I guess, in a sense, because like, you know, there's a real world that's happening, you know, (laughs) there's a a day to day that's going on, but no Mm -hmm. one's really talking about it. In since, um, you know, everyone's in this bubble. And so it's like, you know, if you're in this bubble it's kind of like, you know, you're safe, but you got to come out that bubble, man. You got to live real, real life. And, And honestly, that's where, um, there's a song I made, um, and it's a long time ago. It was like, uh, I listened to it the other night. It was like, uh, it was like uh, Jesus, I hear your voice calling out to me, saying, Henry Lee, Henry Lee, won't you pick up your cross and follow me? I want to take you to a place where everyone knows your face. If you just open up the door, you'll never cry no more. But it's more or less like it was a, a, a prayer that I was, uh, it was almost like a, a prophecy. I was talking to my future self. Uh, to where, and I was at tw- I was like 21, but I was talking to myself at, uh, when I was in the gutter, like we were talking about before, I was talking about that guy. I had no idea, no clue at the time until I went back and heard that song. And I was like, holy smokes, you know what I'm saying? This was, I had no idea I was talking to my future self at the time, man, you know? And it was wild because, um, say so, I'm remember the lyrics, uh, uh, And no one can take that away from you unless you listen to the enemy because I've heard your cry. I know your heart's desire is to be the number one producer in the world. Listen to me, son. You don't need a girl. Listen to the words that I place in your heart because this is your line to start, but you got to finish or something like that. And it says something at the end, let's go win this. But it was, I was talking to, um, when I was in that dark spot, I remembered those lyrics and I was like, Okay, so this is what we were talking about. <laughs> oh
1: man, so, this
0: this this is this is the wow. starting. This is the line where I have to finish. <laughs> it's like Bro. I didn't realize there were going to be you know the the, um, the starting line was here. He gave me the starting line, but I didn't, I'm thinking the starting line was just going to be like right. I mean, the finish line was going to be here, but there was much more along the journey that I never, not never saw. Man. So it was it was interesting. Yeah, I true. think
1: uh, at certain age, at certain ages, when we have certain thoughts that you clearly remember, you can reflect on that, on that thought, and be like, "Man, that made so much sense now. Like, it makes so much sense now, but it didn't make sense a long time ago when I was there, actually feeling yeah. it, it." And did you it's interesting? You, yeah, was <clears throat> that a freestyle at that point, or you actually wrote that?
0: That was a freestyle. Yeah, that was all. That was all the freestyle right there. But that was like, uh, it was captured.
1: You recorded it.
0: Yeah, that was like kind of something where you know you're just you're making this beat, and you're like, why am I making this? By the way, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know why am I making this? By the way, I have no idea why I'm making this, but for some reason, I'm turning the you know the system on, jumping from the microphone, making a beat for it, you know, and then going in and recording. It's like you know, why is why is this happening? But you know. Sometimes you come out, you never use it. You just kind of just put it in the folder and then you go yeah. back and listen to it. Like, you know, years later, and it's like, Oh, okay. All right. and It talks Man. to you in a different, different tone. It talks you in a different way.
1: Hey, And we're, we're down to a one minute, and 30 seconds, but after this, we'll come back again. But before, right, cool. good. before it, before it ends, let me just say that um, I have a similar story when I, in 2020, in 2000 back in 2000 i went to houston i went to engineering school audio engineering school and
0: Absolutely. i wanted
1: to be a music producer my inspirations were rizzo you know trial called quest yes sir
0: yes sir yes <laughs> sir. i wanted to be the
1: next rizzo the, the latino rizzo you know like okay and, yeah. and it had the Manny fresh drums i love the Manny fresh drums but and uh so i went there man and my my passion to like want to be an artist was so high but i didn't take into account like all the spiritual things that were going to happen for me there
0: bro so i'm gonna tell Absolute. you absolutely
1: i'm gonna take i'm gonna take it there right now when we come back after this little pause but
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah let me let me just all right, just pause and then we'll come back Hold on.
0: all right sounds good